Now remember, you have nothing to worry about. I'm not worried. I think I'm scared. Are you kidding? I've seen you do it. You're going to be terrific. It's true. Listen, did I tell you you look beautiful? No. Well, you do. <laughs> Welcome to Karate Kid 2 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 2, two beautiful minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And we had a couple of guests today. We got here from Cast and the Furious and Minute Impossible. Uh, welcome to the show, Jonathan. I'm back, everybody. Must be, the, must be the end of the movie. Yep. <laughs> and from Magui. Oh, never mind. Uh, what? From, uh, <laughs> somebody nope. didn't show up, uh, but perhaps he'll he'll pop up uh, uh, during the week. But we do have from Mean Girls Minute and assorted guest guest spots. Uh, Liz is back. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. You have half, half of way to do minute, so that that kind of. I mean, works. I have a whole series of podcasts to be released at a future date. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. A whole bunch of in production work. Seeing or listening is believing. Is that the <laughs> is that the podcasting way? I don't know. <laughs> Waiting is believing. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, we do have to mention, I don't know if people have, uh, remembered you from the last Karate Kid Minute, the original Karate Kid Minute, uh, you had watched, you had watched up to the beach scene (laughs) so we could get your honest opinion of what was going on because you hadn't seen Karate Kid before. And then you came back for the finale, uh, after watching the entire movie. This, in this case, you actually have not seen Karate Kid part two before. And uh, mainly because of Rick, we'll just. It just is say Rick's Rick. fault. It's Rick's fault. Um, we won't say anything more than that. Uh, he, he knows what he did. Uh, you uh, <laughs> were only able to watch the minutes I sent you. So you have never seen Karate Kid Part Two before, yet you have seen the minutes we're going to be talking about this week. <laughs> Very on brand. It's so her. on brand. Not also, me. I've yeah. seen it. I've she seen. who has not seen the movie is my uh, <laughs> podcasting uh, pseudonym. Uh, but this time, at least, so when I, you know, first came on Karate Kid Minute, uh, I had only seen three minutes of the Karate Kid because you were only doing one minute per episode last season. So at least this time, <laughs> I've seen twice as much of the movie as I have the first time I was on your show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> And we are, we're, we're, gosh, it feels like we're booking through this movie uh, two minutes at a time. I can't wait till we uh, get into Karate Kid 3 and, and, and 4 and see and how four. that works. Yeah. Um, but uh, actually, before we introduce the minutes, uh, so we went over Liz's uh, Karate Kid resume. Jonathan, what is your experience with the Karate Kid Part 2? Saw the theater was yeah. the perfect age for this movie. Um, yeah, saw it watched on HBO a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, this was my this is my jam. You saw this on TV instead of Karate Kid, uh, the Next Generation or whatever it was called. <laughs> the, the, Karate the, the Next Karate Kid, Kid? the, the yeah. one with Patrick Stewart. No, I didn't see yeah. that. One. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I ever caught on TV was yeah, the Next Karate Kid. No, That's I because watched... we we didn't have rich people at HBO. Well, yes. Rich people, the next, HBO. The next Karate Kid was on the Disney Channel all the time. <laughs> but HBO in the 80s, <clears throat> I was watching uh, Karate Kid Part 2 a lot. 
that song that uh the 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 love song glory uh, of love yeah glory of love that was burned into my brain as a kid and i thought that's how you wooed a girl by taking her to a tea ceremony or something or, or <laughs> she or takes you where yeah or wearing blue jeans and going out and having a ice fight <laughs> ice karate you know because that's what you do in bars i'd fight ice to, yeah so <laughs> yeah uh cool well Today, we are talking about minutes 102 to 104 of The Karate Kid Part 2. They begin with Okinawan cheers and end with uh, Bonadori fears. Uh, that'll all make sense uh, soon. Uh, but we do pick up where we left off on, on Friday at the end of the uh, the Bonadori uh, traditional folk dance. And uh, now, as you do at the end of any group dance, you applaud because it was a fun time. Everybody had, had had a great time um, dancing together. It kind of reminds me of uh, I think I said this last week, but you know, in 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 school, they always made a square dance together. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I did do that <laughs> Why yeah, did you guys have to do it? Where are you from? <laughs> You'd have to do it. I thought it was uh, a southern Indi- thing. Nope, Indiana. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. I'm in I'm in Canada, and we did it. What? <laughs> so. It was somehow a part of gym class. I don't yeah, know it was how it physical happened. education. Everybody yeah. has to learn to dance. Everyone knows the dosi do. <laughs> yeah, you got to get them moving somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I remember having fun with it. I don't. I don't know if I would get into the advanced form of uh, adult square dancing, which is just country line dancing. <laughs> that I just think is. I don't know. To those who do it, uh, good for you. <laughs> My mom used to do it every uh, like Wednesday night or something. Oh yeah. When I was growing up. Oh, she go down to a little honky tonk. Uh, the Neon Cactus, which nice. was also a college bar. It was like the dance bar that everyone would go to. So then on Thursday nights, this was obviously when I was, you know, it was a different time. But that was where we would go to get our uh, twenty-five cent, thirty-two ounce, whatever's. And yeah. just get <laughs> not a lot of country line yes. dancing happening, but a lot of dancing. <laughs> well, <it's> stumbling. <laughs> for for the younger viewers, uh, beer used to be really uh, cheap. We don't know why. <laughs> beer beer and alcohol was very cheap, and bars handed it to you for a quarter. Yeah, I, we used to do quarter uh, lemon drops, like like big big ass shots. Oh, oh yeah, like, like in tumblers. Not yes, not these had special mugs. You, yeah. it was the cactus cup. It had a, it was like a thirty-two ounce plastic mug. You fought over getting the coolest colors. You collected them. If somebody left theirs in the parking lot, you picked it up, yeah. and you strung you all. You wore a belt <laughs> to a dance club so that you could string your cactus cups on your belt. Yeah. <laughs> now it's uh, twenty-five cent wings. It's like now, now, now we can afford the wings. All well, the yeah. wings we want, just the alcohol is too expensive. After the chicken wars, the chicken became very cheap. <laughs> Before, it was beer and alcohol. It was like no one cared. Honestly, this is what this bone, you know, the, the bone festival seems to be lacking is alcohol and wings. Oh, yeah. Well, they are lacking a lot of fun because this looks awful. Let's all dress up. Let's all go dance slowly in the Mortal Kombat set. Yeah. And in the pit. In the pit. And yeah. uh, yeah, let's make this really treacherous pit. And everyone in that town is a thousand years old, except mm-hmm. for that little kid. I don't know whose parents that little kid is, because there's no, <laughs> there are no, there are no child-bearing people in this movie. Everybody's <laughs> old except for uh, uh, 
uh, gosh, what is her name? Um, her real Kumiko? lineup. Yeah, Kumiko. Tamla yeah, Tamada. Tamita. You say Tamada. I say Tamita. It's, it's Tamita. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it's kind of it's kind of a, a, a square dance. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it is a square <laughs> dance. I thought you would like that one, Robin. Um, I think that might be the episode you, title. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you've also got Schrodinger's drum. Everyone's got it in their their pouch in their belt. Yeah. And everybody's like, mm, well, that drum, spoilers. That, that drum's gonna Save come it. back. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, I just don't. I, I, <laughs> They all like politely clap for themselves, and anytime you have to clap for yourself, it's very awkward yeah, it for me, at least. <laughs> That's Why the thing, you... though. I, I think I remember, like at a, at the end of any sort of group dance, you'd like just be like happy you did it and it was all fun and you had a great time and you just kind of I don't know you go yay and you kind of applaud. Yay, we did it. <laughs> we did. Yay! I don't have to dance with my classmates anymore. <laughs> or like the slow song comes on, you're like immediately file back to the sides of the room. <laughs> um. So uh, as we continue on, everybody heads back across uh, the the wooden bridge, and I noticed that uh, uh, Miyagi is holding hands with Yukie. And uh, I wonder if it could be in the cards for these two, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Liz, Yukie is the woman that's standing with Miyagi. <laughs> mm, okay, cool, thank you. <laughs> no, Yukie, not okay. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm that's sorry. another person. She's on the right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, PA. Uh, so, yeah, Daniel didn't know the dance as well as everyone else. We find out here he was watching Yuna. Uh, Yuna is the little girl that he saved in a typhoon. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> there was a typhoon, Liz. I should have watched this movie. That, okay, that sounds wild. <laughs> There's a typhoon, and this little girl somehow got up on a bell tower and then decided to clamp herself onto it. It wouldn't let go. Like, you know what could have saved her? Gravity. She could have let yeah. go and been fine. Uh, she probably yeah. would have broke her legs, but <laughs> she'd have been fine though. <laughs> Except for the broken legs. I, I we were pointing out the 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 ladder there <laughs> that she could have just climbed back down. Yeah, but... she was she was paralyzed with fear. So uh, uh, right. Danielson saves her. All right, and and that's why she's saying, if not for Daniel, he, she you know she wouldn't even be here. Like she would have been swept away with the typhoon, I suppose. <laughs> I hope that Liz, when she saw this, thought that this was Daniel Sun's daughter, because because <laughs> <laughs> when she says that, it's almost like without you, without you, I wouldn't be here. It's like, oh, thanks. That's, I should make my kids say that to, to that's, me. Yeah, like, that's definitely not basis. a thing I've ever heard a kid say to a parent. So that little is Okinawa, not... little Okinawan child that he already has, <laughs> they mature extremely quickly. Wait, am I watching? Is this yes. is this Miss Saigon? What? <laughs> uh, this is uh, Brigadoon, actually. He's come back to the town nine years later, and his daughter is now full grown. <laughs> and a bell ringer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they get they hug, and uh, this is Tracy Taguchi. Um, those who've watched Cobra Kai know that Tracy actually came back uh, as a full grown adult and ends up uh, as Yuna helping Daniel san. Uh, save the, the dealership. So they did interview her around that time and talking about, uh, you know, filming the Karate Kid part two. And she says, uh, her part was extended. She says, my mother and I went to LA to continue filming. We were in the Sherry Castle set as the shot was being set up when the line was created for me. So they made this this line that this exchange that I guess they liked her so much they kind of added to her role. She wasn't just crying girl in the bell tower. She, she gets to, Say this to Daniel. 
Um, and she says, Pat was enlisted to help me pronounce the line. If not for you, I, uh, I not be here with the appropriate accent. Um, oh yeah. Cause she, she, is she actually American? She's Hawaiian, but oh. as, you know, as Matt and I have gone through this movie, there's, there's a lot of very, uh, pronounced. <laughs> oh, yeah, the accents. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, Pat Morita is doing one. Yeah. His, his accent. You're like, mm, this is troublesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's that cliche she says i recall seeing him many years later at a perry and prince morning radio show appearance after i sang he was shocked to hear me sing for the first time he made one-liner jokes like he did when he played arnold on happy days that made me crack up he was and still is a classic so shout out to pat marita and uh they were calling this castle like the castle of Good uh, politeness and good manners, or something. The castle of King Shohashishi, or something like that. But here in this interview, uh, Tracy is calling the castle Sherry Castle. And so, yeah, uh, Sherry Castle, I did a little research, was a real castle that wasn't stone like this one, but made of mostly wood. Uh, built in the 14th century, but not on the coast of Okinawa, way more inland. Uh, it was built for the Ryukyu. Kingdom. I'm trying my best, Matt. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't terrible. <laughs> okay. Uh, they they ruled Okinawa until 1879 when it was annexed by Japan, and they sent the Ryukyu king. Uh, they banished him from the castle. And then when the Battle of Okinawa in World War II happened, uh, the castle was destroyed. Um, oh. Then it became like Campus University until the 90s when they reconstructed it. Uh, it looked beautiful. It was a World Heritage Site and a tourist destination but then in 2019 the entire thing burned down to the ground again oh no just, just don't build wooden castles i mean the, yeah start building it out of rocks <laughs> we learned most anything. japanese castles were made out of wood so this castle that they're in is kind of an outlier i think <laughs> yeah yeah and uh yeah again it's like ruins and it seems to be seaside and all these people are standing there <laughs> just like are you are are any of you worried that this thing's gonna crumble? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Daniel talks to Kumiko, who's about to finally get to do one of her lifelong dreams, which is to perform the Obon dance in the village in the castle for her village. And uh, she's scared, um, but Daniel kind of uh, reassures her not to worry. Fear and... is the mind killer. <laughs> fear is the little death. Now wait a minute. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I love this idea of like, uh, you know, just can you imagine like you've been all your life, you've been dreaming about doing something and you finally get the idea, you finally get the chance to do that thing and the pressure that you might be under. Um, and gosh, imagine if something went wrong. <laughs> she probably imbibed in some spice. <laughs> all right. So people have seen. <laughs> got something on let, shout it out. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So Daniel, I mean Daniel, uh, <laughs> Daniel Trades, <laughs> <laughs> that asked if uh, he tells her uh, if he told her she looks beautiful. She says no, and he's like, "Well, you do." <laughs> so hey, I've been um, better if it'd been like, "Did I tell you? Did I tell you you look beautiful?" No. Okay. <laughs> well, away. well uh, have a good dance. <laughs> Remind me later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't, Don't mess this screw up. this up. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was wondering if that was uh, like a language goof, like her taking him literally or just kind of like sweet, you know, naivety, you know, early romance kind of talk. What do you think? Like, does she think like literally taking him like, no, you actually have not told me I look beautiful. <laughs> yes, that's what she's doing. And he's <laughs> he's a doof. So <laughs> he's he's not good at at the the fact that he, the, the fact that he has a wife. That hot in mm-hmm. Cobra Kai is a miracle. Dude, he had so many moves back in Newark. We hear all about it. So, you know, I think he's got game. Um, and he actually learns how to kiss between this movie. And the last movie in this movie he doesn't swallow Kumiko's face. No, women love me. I dress up like a shower. It's awesome. It's one of my moves. <laughs> awesome. Well, this, I mean, uh, look, can we talk about his outfit here? Have you talked about yeah, it yet? No, it's no, amazing. I mean, Liz... I, I got to get have, your take on it. I have things to say about it, but I think they make more sense in the next episode. Okay. Okay. Right. We'll wait. Don't worry. Okay. I got things to say about Daniel. I'm just going to say one word. Comfortable. <laughs> Lush. I, he needs a cigar. Yeah. I love a it. Whisk, in a whiskey. <laughs> uh, so Daniel crosses the bridge, goes to sit with the rest of the, the cast, basically. Um uh, and I love that uh, Yukie, not surprisingly, is sitting between Sato and Miyagi, like like she has been for the past like forty something years. She's like awkward. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, Sato, the the bad guy in this movie, Liz. He was the bad guy until the typhoon again. Look, mm-hmm. a lot happened in this typhoon, Liz. I mean, I get yeah, lives were changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, Sato is the bad guy. Was the bad guy. Now he's 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 all good now because his life was saved by Miyagi. But, you know, he's he's Darth Vader unmasked, but yes. he is he's yes. not burned yet <laughs> yet. We haven't got to the end of the movie. We don't know. Um, yeah, I just noticed a little, little bit of continuity uh, as Daniel goes to sit down. He's like they're like a couple steps down from these other extras. And then in the close up, suddenly all the extras are right behind them. <laughs> mm. So. Um, so, yeah, Daniel's so excited. He's like, I've seen her practice. She's really amazing. And, um, you know, from a serious point, there's. There's nothing like seeing like the person you're in love with be like great at something. You're like so proud and you kind of feel kind of lucky that they're with you. I don't know. I wish Mr. Miyagi had rolled his eyes and been like, oh, good. The white guy in Okinawa (laughs) thinks she did a good job at the the very important cultural dance. Okay, well, we'll see, Daniel-san. I think you you can. You can you can think that she's really amazing without. It's not like he's approving. He's like, I approve of this. <laughs> but wouldn't Daniel from my privilege face. status? Okay, but Daniel doesn't know if the dance is right. What if she got up and started doing like the funky chicken? And he's <laughs> like, Oh man, she's so beautiful. And they're like, What the hell's happening? I don't know what she's doing, but she's doing a great job yeah. at it. Daniel's completely oh. surprised. She starts doing her dance, and the whole place starts Ooh. booing her. <laughs> you have brought shame upon our ancestors. Well, I thought it looked nice. The funky chicken has dishonored, dishonored us all. How dare you? <laughs> Since the chicken wars, how dare you bring it up? <laughs> uh, so we now, fo- I was trying to have a serious moment talking about, maybe we could bring up our loved ones, but whatever, you know, who cares? Uh, no, 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 it's good. It's okay. You want to talk about our loved ones? Okay. No, not really. Like, what they're good at? <laughs> yeah. So what, what's your loved one good at? <laughs> oh, gosh, so many things. Sounds like a minute by minute podcast Barking drawing to an end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so we now focus on Kumiko's face, uh, which is now in that serious look that we saw that she when she was doing the tea ceremony. She's you know when she's doing her thing. So the the obone dance begins, and uh, uh, I looked up uh, a bone dance, and really like the group dance that was happening was also in a bone dance, but they didn't really call it that. Uh, but in you know traditional Okinawan festivals, you know you dance the obone dance with you know everybody around you or whatever or you're in a group with a bone uh, and a bone dance is much better than a no bone dance when you got a no bone dance just take care of yourself wear some soft oh. pants so glad to, our podcast is approved <laughs> the young people are like oh my god he mentioned the thing that i watch <laughs> uh but yeah i was just thinking this must be like kind of like a uh like a special solo performance you know like i'm gonna do the the obone dance by myself and a solo uh, bone so bone. <laughs> uh the stringed instrument we hear is the shamisen uh which according to the novelization uh the old guy that was sitting with y- yuna ichiru who we met earlier in the movie he, he he was trying to sell carrots uh he was supposed to be playing uh to accompany her which i thought would have been cool but i guess they music just kind of comes from nowhere like it's right. it's out there right someone's playing yeah. this instrument yeah they flew they flew the little girl over from japan but not him <laughs> they probably didn't have well also I, I was first i was like is there a pa system they just like i hit it i was just imagining yukie with like a headphone on one ear pointing at kumiko like go <laughs> you don't need it it's, the acoustics in there are great yeah yeah uh, so the camera follows uh, the, her delicate hand, wave it out and down, and she picks up the hand fan and opens it. And it's just so precise. Her and nails. Uh, yeah. Um, and I noticed that she's, like, holding her other sleeve so it doesn't kind of distract or get in the way. It's like she's doing close-up magic. You know, like, watch Yeah, I was ready, ready for this fan to turn into, <laughs> like, a dove. <laughs> they all see magic and start throwing rocks at her. How dare you? Again, <laughs> no magic. Also, like my, I don't know. I get a little nervous. Like I'm now, I'm scared for her when she throws the fan up in the air and flips it. Like, what if she dropped it? That it would have been all over right then. Yep. Uh, we cut to Daniel, and he's entranced. <laughs> um, Daniel's teeth this bad in the first movie? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> it's since been they. He had the thing that a lot of us. I had that thing too, where they were kind of going inward a little bit. He needed that one brace. You yeah. know where they make your front teeth go forward instead of backwards. His right. was like a half open door, like a like a like a saloon door. You know, <laughs> they actually uh, made a comment. Like uh, Ralph had this really uh, dorky smile at the beach scene in the first Karate Kid, and on the commentary, Robert Mark came in. The writer uh, makes a. He's like, "What does Daniel think of?" And and Robert Mark came and goes, uh, "Probably orthodontia." <laughs> <laughs> It's just odd that he's still like he at this point, he would have been like, he's now the karate kid. Like, that's a big deal. And he's just like, nope, I'm good. Teeth are fine. I wonder. I wonder if you just like like if you're an actor and you're busy, you can't just devote take like six to, you know, 12 months out of your your life to put braces on. What if you just kind of that's that's why a lot of them just file their teeth down to nubbins and then put the uh, fake teeth in. How uh how fast after the first one? I know that was like production started really quickly. How quickly did they start shooting the second one after the first one? You guys know? I'm 
I think it was like a year. So not long. No, like it was almost a, a, a known thing that if this movie was, if the first one was uh, a success, they were going to immediately go right into the second one. And this one made a lot more money. I believe so, yeah. I think this is the most successful Karate Kid movie ever. <laughs> I think until like uh, the Jackie Chan one came along, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, also, yeah. But <laughs> I don't know if that's like uh, 2000s money versus 80s money. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, Kumiko gives Daniel a smile. And then we notice before Daniel does, I don't know if you guys did. Uh, did you notice before Daniel's like behind you that that something's oh. happening behind Kumiko? Yeah, I've yeah. seen Mulan 100%. I noticed that. <laughs> You're saying Mulan ripped off Karate Kid too? Probably. That's, that's actually not what I'm saying. I mean, well, yes. Well, they took Frida, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they definitely do that. This definitely happens in um, Mulan, and I'm going to go ahead and say it looks way cooler in Mulan. I think probably because the zip line is longer. Well, let's also and talk about also, the angle. This this zip line is like almost parallel. Would, yeah, I feel like he would definitely not have actually moved. He just would have, I mean, he would have like jumped um, off whatever he was standing on and like stopped. <laughs> <laughs> because they go like this is not how physics works, right? These this this cord these lanterns are on that it goes back up. It's true over where the over where the dance is happening. So. uh he would not have continued to travel. He would stop. He would have not have made it all the way there. He would have lightly brushed into one of those lanterns and just been kind of stuck against it. Just like yeah. pushed up <laughs> against the lantern. Just like, mm, okay, well, shit. I'm going to look uh, at you. I'm going to glare menacingly from here. I hope, I hope you get <laughs> the intent of what I'm doing. <laughs> just like he's like a quarter of the way down and like he's like, can someone shake the line? I'm kind of stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this looks so much. This seems so much cooler in my head. Uh, yeah, I wasn't even thinking. I was thinking about the sound of the popping, uh, and I was like, "Those aren't actually like real balloons." He's <laughs> going over. <laughs> those, are, those are lanterns. <laughs> yeah, Doesn't it kind of sound like um, uh, light bulbs yeah. busting? Yeah, that's what those are. Those are Okinawan light bulbs. So they just <laughs> they just have a big big cage around them, a big <laughs> big paper cage. <laughs> Uh, my next note is like, I got to hand it to her. Like UKA is actually the very first person to jump up and try to cross the bridge to save Kumiko before yes. anybody else does. So good on her. Uh, Liz, UKA is Kumiko's aunt. We don't know who Kumiko's parents are. <laughs> remember, there are know. no adults. There are no adults in this. There are only old people right. in this town. Yeah. Right. And children. Somehow. Oh, do you think it's one of those, like, they call, they told her that she's her aunt, but it's really, she's her mom and she had her really young. Yeah. Oh, that would be that would be a, a great twist we could have at the end here. <laughs> You're welcome. I like to bring the heat out of oh, movie yeah. I've never seen. <laughs> By the way, I'm your mom. You did that <laughs> you did that dance so well, I could finally say it. You did that I'm <laughs> You are now worthy. <laughs> I yeah. am your mother. <laughs> I kinda wish uh, that UKA had, you know, run across and done a flying kick into oh, chosen. Awesome. Yeah, that yeah. would have been cool. That would have been tight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, Chosen's down. He's got a blade to Kumiko's throat, which causes everybody to back off. And uh, what kind uh, of blade? Uh, it's it's a the most eighties of blades. The most eighties of blades. The butterfly knife, because yeah, I I was gonna say this is this is one of those ones that I always wanted to master. Did, did is this something that 
You've mastered anybody's mastered actually. Oh yeah, I mastered for sure. taking one to school <laughs> and keeping four guys from dogpiling me every day, and oh. then my principal found out I had it and made me come in there, and she said, "What happened?" I go. They were dogpiling me every day, so I pulled this knife out and and like did the move. I can do the the opening, closing. It's oh really my hard, God. but I did the the flick. I can flick it open, and I flicked it open, and they ran away, and I didn't got in trouble. <laughs> I had to give the knife to the principal. <laughs> Darn so, it! But the I we used to play with those. Um, I uh, Liz may have the same uh, rur, you know rural country upbringing where we had these. Everyone had these. We all yeah, had. yeah, literally, like everyone had one. That, that yeah, <laughs> we all had them. yeah. I, I feel like Jonathan's not joking, and Liz is. <laughs> no, I'm also not joking. That's just like a thing people just, add. yeah, no. Uh, you had a butterfly knife. I, I don't know if I had one. She was less than six Kevin Bacon's away from a butterfly knife. I'm sure you've her heard family. the Crazy Town song "Butterfly." No, every like all the boys in my class had one. Uh, my dad had one. Um, yeah, I just had like a regular pocket knife. I didn't have, you know, I wasn't that cool to have a butterfly knife. But it's uh, impractical of knives. You have to do like a whole thing to get it to open. It's insane. Switchblade yeah. is much much easier. I suppose like it's just as it's just as intimidating as like nunchucks, you know. You like mm -hmm. have to do the whole thing. You can't it's, just pull those. It's out the hick like, version okay. of nunchuck. It's they're hick yeah. nunchucks. But nunchucks are the hick version of nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> I also had a pair of nunchucks and throwing stars. Wow! Yeah, I had all the things, guys. We were That's ninjas awesome. as a kid. Yeah. I grew up in a time. I'm 47. I don't. Uh, mm -hmm. and and I grew up in the time of. No orange tips on uh, army guns. We had real <laughs> shurikens. Like, we had real <laughs> sharp. Did you order all these things out of the back of a Black Belt magazine? Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> it was in comic books. Like, comic books had this. Uh, the nunchucks. No, no. There was a karate store. A store you could go to and just buy ninja stuff. You could <sighs> buy everything that the, the Ninja Turtles have, you could buy. All of them. So I bought throwing stars and nunchucks. My parents wouldn't let me have the big, uh, the big swords, the big knives. Um, my parents did not like appreciate that I had bought. Uh, I, I, you know what? I also won a bunch at county fairs. Most mm -hmm. of my knives, I won like throwing a ring toss on something. And they're like, you want this knife? Yeah. Are you nine? Yeah. And I'm like, thanks. And I walk into my parents. I got a knife. What? Where'd you get a knife? Well, thank you for giving him away for winning the prize. Yeah, uh, guys, yeah. booze oh. was cheap and knives were everywhere. Okay, that's <laughs> true. true. No one cared. Matt, did you uh, do you have any blades or did you get any, uh, acquire any blades as a child? <laughs> I did. We used to always go into the woods and like make camps in the woods, like you know, because we were from a generation that actually had to play outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and so that's we, where all the know, porn was. All the porn was in the woods. Was we did find random bags of porn. No bones jokes. <laughs> Um, that's a bones day, <laughs> but I had a similar thing to, to you where I, I, I had a knife, uh, and I like once pulled it out because a friend of mine was getting his ass beat and that, that made them wow. stop. But I, I got in trouble. And then, you know, thinking back on it as an adult, you're like, why oh was I, why was I, why am I the one knife? That and what did I think I was going to do with that knife? Was I going to stab a guy? Like, <laughs> I'm in the grade that my youngest child was, is in now. I'm like, if he pulled a knife at school, he would no longer be at that school. Yeah. Right. 
You just get expelled. Yeah, the prince, the 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 headmaster of my of my middle school was just like, "Give me the knife," and I gave it to her, and she was like, "All right, go back to school." Like I was <laughs> like, there was no, because I'm I wasn't well, I wasn't a troubled kid, but I was I did bring a freaking knife to school, so I obviously <laughs> yeah. was troubled enough. Oh, well, yeah, God. you were troubled by a bunch of other kids jumping on top of you. Yeah, every day. What, yeah. what, what about that? How about we maybe uh, address that? Yeah, mm-hmm. but what are you going to do with your knife? Kill them? <laughs> yeah, I know. I will cut your freaking throats. Your yeah. seventh grade throats. I swear to God. <laughs> I think you just have to pull it once, and then you don't have to bring it ever again. Exactly. They just, just needed to know you meant have. business. But that's yeah. enough to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So if bladed objects are your passion, as Mr. Miyagi says, don't put your passion before the principal. Okay. Um, <laughs> so dumb. He says this. Hey, nobody asked me, but I had a switchblade comb. Um, so <laughs> of course you did. That's why none of us asked you. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's we did not want to, We didn't want to embarrass you like that. <laughs> I'll embarrass myself. Thank you. <laughs> Suburb kids. Um, so yeah, the uh, let's talk about uh, Chosen's attire at least because we oh, see so good the, the yellow checkered number here. Scorpion. Yeah, get, <laughs> get over here. <laughs> Did or or, or Shockwave, Shockwave from the old uh, Spider-Man comics. It has yeah. this, pl- it has this like like shocker. diamond, like shocker, yeah, this diamond plushness to it, like insulation, so he doesn't get uh, hurt by his uh, zappy powers. Yes. <laughs> oh, you felt like there was insulation in there? Oh wait, well, you're still talking about the zappy guy. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about Chosen too. His his has kind of a like it's got a woven pattern to it, like quilted. A, yeah, quilted. That's the right word. Again, it looks well, plush. Everything in this is silky and plush and looks super comfortable. It's a cold wow. weather kimono. I bet yeah. all of these clothes, though, were a nightmare on set when you're trying to do the sound. Everything's like, vip, 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 vip. It's just all right. like satiny, <laughs> weird noises coming out of it. Like, oh, my God. It's like we're in a, like we're in a dress factory. It's like, vip, vip, vip. <laughs> Yeah, originally Chosen was supposed to be wearing like all black when he, when he dropped down, but... I, I like the, the there's, yeah, there's so many colors in this scene, the, the costuming. I'm assuming that they were like, we have to have chosen stand out a bit with the yellow, the bright yellow. He's the only uh, one really wearing the bright yellow. There are a couple of people with like kind of yellow stuff on, but everyone else is like a reddish blue, mm-hmm. green, you know, actually there's very little green, but everything else is very blue and red. So the it was great choice. Whoever the, I don't know who the costume designer is, but this, this one's on point. This would be a lot of work. Yeah, we talked about her last week. I think it's like Mary Malin. This is like one of her very first productions. And she like went on to like do like Lethal Weapon and a couple other like just action movies. Now, known for known for its great clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the clothes of Lethal Weapon. They're up in the Smithsonian. They're so iconic. There's there's Riggs jacket. Yeah, Riggs mullet on like a. I'm like a mannequin or something. I mean, I'm, I'm looking right now, and if you look really, you can see all the intricacies in everyone's clothes, even Daniel Sun's clothes. It's just the patterns are amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and chosen stuff is just uh, insanely cool looking. Uh, so this this segment draws to an end when Sato is who is he he he's not bothered to get up. He's still sitting. He just sits and yells at Chosen. <laughs> uh, he says, "Don't!" I didn't, and then I didn't. kind of cuts off. I didn't get where I didn't get where I am standing up when someone <laughs> threatens a woman's life. <laughs> um, we can talk about it in the next minute. Uh, I wanted to talk about the ramifications in uh, Cobra Kai, but we can talk in the next 
on, on Wednesday. How about that? Yep. Uh, well, remember, listeners, you have nothing to worry about. Um, don't be scared. We'll be back on Wednesday with two more Karate Kid 2 minutes, and we're hoping that you guys will be back for that as well on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Possible? Yeah, awesome. maybe. <laughs> Uh, let's do some guest plugs. Uh, let's start with Liz. Um, hmm. What to plug? What to <laughs> plug? I don't know. I don't listen to Minute Impossible. Maybe if you do, Jonathan will record some more and I'll show up there. Ooh, yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. And that's my plug too. I do as many live shows right now as Liz Whitaker, which is nothing. So you know, <laughs> I, I, I just guest spot on things right now. But yeah, yeah. We, I have a podcast that uh, breaks down Mission Impossible. So if you want to go listen to that, it's at MinuteImpossible.com. And The Cast and the Furious, which who doesn't want to watch Fast and Furious movies? I was drinking a Corona hey. last night. I was at a wedding, drinking a Corona, holding the bottle by the top of it, the way you do. And okay. uh, enjoying myself, just by myself, having a beer, chuckling nice. to myself that I'm holding it like uh, Vin Diesel. So that's was, how I live Was my there life. family around? Oh, it was yeah. Well, not my family, but other. It's uh, a wedding, so it was a bunch of people. Families. Other, I mean, I'm sure there was people. some family. I don't know who's. <laughs> you think Vin Diesel feel, feels at home just like wandering into other people's families and drinking Corona? <laughs> I assume so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a life. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, uh, we will see everybody back here on Wednesday. Uh, and until next time. Hey Liz. Yeah. Hey Liz. Hey Liz. Have I told you how pretty you are today? No. (laughs) Okay.